Joey. Joba Tance is happy living in LA. <laughs> and Mike Lawson is bitter living in an area by the bay. Now Mike Lawson gets real pissed when he doesn't get his way. And Joe has a cousin who's a wee younger and gay. Welcome to Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Welcome to Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Now remember, Mike Lawson has a huge penis too. Welcome to Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Sha la la la. You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember the time I was I was uh, at my parents' house and I was on the computer and my parents um, were having people over for a Bible study and my dad was like, I just heard like slam, slam, slam on the like cupboards in like the hallway upstairs. Okay. He's like slamming. He's like really upset. Yeah. And I go out to the hallway and I go, "What's going on?" He's like looking in closets and everything, yeah. right? I go, "What's going yeah. on?" And he goes. Your mom baked a cake, <laughs> and she can't find it. <laughs> My mom baked an entire cake for the Bible study and lost it? The part that I love is that he's looking, like, upstairs. He's, like, yes. lifting up, like, shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because knowing my mom, in fact, you could what was, you could smell you could smell the cake in the house. Like she had baked the full cake, you could smell it, and the cake was nowhere to be found. It's like pushing aside the shower curtain. Yes, they found it like two days later in the trunk of her car. I think she forgot that they were hosting the Bible study at their house, so she started bringing it out. Yeah, like they were going somewhere, and then just. She does this when she's on the phone. I'll bet you she's on the phone, yapping away, mm-hmm. and she put the cake in the trunk, thinking like, oh, we're going to go to the Bible study, and I came back, finished her phone call, and then was like, where's the cake? So my dad had to run out to the supermarket in his car, see if they would have gotten in her car, he would have found it. In his car, went to the supermarket and had to go buy desserts for the Bible study. <laughs> Meanwhile, your mom thinks she's losing her mind. She uh, she loses shit all the time. She thought she put it like on the window seal to like cool off, and uh, like a a a oh, a hobo walked by and stole it, <laughs> like an apple pie, yeah, <laughs> like an old timey hobo, yeah, that came by, like <laughs> he's like, I'll take that, and like just whistled his way. <laughs>
What's going on in the Bay Area, Mike? Joey, you've already heard this because it's been posted on like Facebook and everywhere, basically. But uh, KTVU, which is a local news station up here, Channel 2, they did a newscast. Um, it was their new newscast this week. Uh, I forget what day, but they reported the names of the pilots from the Asiana Boeing 777 that went down at SFO a couple weeks ago. And they reported the four pilot names. And the names that they used were like, well, first of all, incorrect. But then they were also like racist names. Did you see this? Not only did I see that, I pulled audio from it. Oh, play the audio right now. Okay. We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, We Too Low, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing on Saturday. So, obviously, those names are not right. They actually did, uh, later that, that evening, in the evening newscast, they had this, like, big apology. Um, they said that they confirmed the names with the NTSB, and the NTSB said... Yes, those are the right names. They spelled them. And um, when the news station contacted the NTSB again, the NTSB actually put out an apology and said, you guys contacted us. It was a summer intern who gave you these names or something. So some intern basically at the NTSB was responsible for all of this. But come on. who? I, I don't blame the news reporter, actually, because I think – it's very stressful and all you're doing is reading a teleprompter at that point. That's your job at that minute is to read every word that's on the teleprompter. It's not your job to edit because you can't, you're on live TV. You have to do what you have to do. But how many people went into those names? So like a reporter, uh, got the names, uh, somebody confirmed the names, somebody in graphics put them on a graphic that had them all written out. It, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand how that it goes through that many people and never gets caught. I looked at it. I didn't have to say any of them out loud to know that that was wrong and not okay. I um, this went viral on Friday, like on Reddit, but I wasn't home all day. I was busy, and as I was about to go to bed, Shannon texted me with a link, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And so I looked at it. I was like literally falling asleep when mm-hmm. I got the text. I don't think I've laughed so hard. What? In a l- it's, Joey, it's disrespectful. Oh, you didn't think it was funny? Three people died and they're saying something wrong? Holy fuck. We too low? That's, I think it's really disrespectful. You Joe. forgot banging out. People died. Three uh-huh. people died. Well, we're not making fun of the people that died. Yeah, you are. You're no? saying, yes, you are. The captain no. that is, res- the captain that was responsible for the plane that killed three people? They're saying, oh, his name is something wrong. No, we're not laughing at the deaths of three people. Okay. You are laughing at a scenario that involves the death of three people. Yes, you no, are. No. Yes, you are. What we're laughing at is the, the total idiocy of one of the thing you just described is how is the reporter reading this and not realizing what these names say, right? Mm-hmm. How is this going on the air? How silly! It, I mean, it's the, the names are so silly that it's 
ridiculous. I don't think it's funny though. Like I'm, I'm certainly a supporter of like, if you're going to make a joke and like, there's a place for jokes and, um, you, you could kind of go a little off color and we should support people's right to make jokes and all of that. But this is a news report. Like, I don't think that it's, I don't know. I just don't think that it's the place to be funny. Well, I mean, this goes back to, and I don't want to go, I don't want to dwell into that whole conversation. This is a week of this. We should have had last week's show during this week, but, um, I don't want to get into a whole other discussion of race. But once again, laughing at, um, uh, a silliness of something in tragedy, you have to laugh otherwise, one, but two, is not, it's not race, racism is not laughing at jokes that involve race. And it, and, and again, it wasn't, they weren't joke, it wasn't like the challenger just exploded and you made a joke like, uh, oh, did you hear, uh, you know, Pepsi's now sponsoring the NASA? Yeah, they couldn't get seven up. You know, dumb jokes. At- <laughs> Sorry. Is it too soon for challenger explosion jokes? No, I just don't. First of all, I never, I didn't say this was racist. You did, but, uh. Um, oh, I thought that, I thought, no, I didn't think, I don't think it's racist. I thought that's where you were going. No, I just think that it's not okay to – I mean, three people are dead and this shouldn't be a – But a, it's not making you, fun of the event. This is just making fun – like, for instance, there's a very – It's funny, having fun with the event. No. There's it a is. Very, there's a very funny, like, viral video. It went viral like a year or two ago where I actually don't even know what the explanation was for this, where a news anchor is reading this story about something very tragic. I don't remember what it is, but she's reading this tragic news story and she just gets this insane case of the giggles while she is reading the story. Mm-hmm. So when you're laughing at that video, you're not laughing because the, the story is so tragic. You're laughing at the ridiculousness of the situation of her um, reading the story and getting the giggles. And it's the same thing here. We're not laughing because three people died. We are laughing because this news reporter went on the air and made an insane blooper. Yeah, I just think that we should be more respectful because three people are dead, and I don't like that. You know what's so funny is one of the things I'm going to talk about, and I read the story about you know the outrage in the Asian community. Actually, the Asian community people who thought it was racist, and that's why that's why I thought you were going there. And I was like, this is not what this is about. Yeah, no, have to I have to completely disagree with you on this one. No one's laughing at the at the tragic you know the tragedy of three people dying. People are laughing at at like. The silly news reporter, like reading this, the fact that an intern got this on the air, the fact that it went through all these channels that you talked about, that's what people are laughing at, and it got on the air. Sure. What's going on in LA? Something good? This is a weird story. So these people were in their house in LA, and they heard crying, mm-hmm. and they went outside, and there was like a five-year-old boy just like lying in their backyard crying. Okay. And it, he was like, he didn't know who he was. Well, he knew he was, he was a five-year-old boy, so he was, like, scared. He held onto the woman's, like, it was a man and a woman. And he held onto the woman's hand and was crying for his mother. And he didn't know how he got there. And um I guess their gate was locked. And so they took him to the hospital just to be sure. And, you know, the police came. Anyway, they've kind of figured out that basically, like, their his parents threw them over the fence. What? Just to abandon him? Yeah. And why this house? Like, do you think yeah, his family looked excellent? They're like, we think he should live here. Well, I doubt they were, like, really thinking too clearly, but. And, yeah, why, wouldn't you just drive to, like, Beverly Hills and throw over one of those cool fences over there? 
No, because those people don't want a kid. If they want a kid, they would have already bought one. I wish my parents would have thrown me over a fence. <laughs> I would have. I, did you? Did you ever have that fantasy when you were a kid that you were adopted? No, and I I've heard kids say this before. In and in fact, I think you even said something when we were talking about Little Orphan Annie. You were like, "I wanted nothing more than a poon job or whatever." Hmm. I well, I would have loved for Poon John to be hanging out with me and like making the helicopter fly around the room as my billionaire father is making a deal with FDR. <laughs> I would have loved that. Oh, and I loved Anne Ranking, remember? And she was like, Cecile will pick. Oh, hmm. Cecile is something with make you. You know, all the fucking queens out there right now are like going like singing the song for me. I don't even know what you're talking about. The song where she's showing Annie the whole house, and she goes, I don't know the song, but it's like the, where they're all the, everyone in the house is so fucking happy to see this goddamn little redhead girl, and they're like, they're like, the people in this house on Annie are fucking falling over themselves to say hi to this little girl, right? And then she's like, in like a, 10 minutes, she's taking a bubble bath, and then like, uh, she's like, Dan, this guy, this guy has flowers for her and he just fell on, like, climbs up a lattice and gives them to her. Ugh, I would have loved that if I, ugh, I wish, <sighs> I wish I was adopted is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I went, uh, my mom wanted to do some shopping, so I decided to go with her. And the, on the way to the first stop, which my mom, this is so Mexican, loves Kmart. As much as I, <laughs> as much as I try and turn her on to like Target, she just won't have it. She insists that, that Kmart is cheaper. Okay. Have you, have you been to a Kmart recently? I haven't been to a Kmart in probably seven years. It looks like what you would imagine that type of store to look like in like Warsaw, Poland in like 1987. <laughs> like it's everything's gray and like fluorescent lighting and super depressing. Mm-hmm. And they always have like terrible celebrities that have lines there. I'd be like Kathy Ireland, <laughs> you know, or like a uh, Sandra Lee from Food yeah. Network, you know. Anyway, so on our way to Kmart, uh, I get a phone call from my ward, Jose. So we're chit chatting. So we get in the parking lot. My mom's like, "Oh, I'm just, you know, she's just gonna mouse. She's just gonna go in the store. I can just sit in the car." And I'm like, "Okay." Like, not like I'm dying to go into Kmart anyway, right? So the window's open. I can totally breathe. But she locks the, co- the car. She sets the alarm on the car. And she's like, do, 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 and leaves, right? I'm talking to Jose, and I notice that she's left her wallet right there. So I tell Jose, look, I got to call my mom. She left her wallet here. I call her. She left her cell phone in the car. <laughs> right? And now she's in Kmart doing all her shopping. Uh-huh. And you're, you can't exit the car? The alarm will go off? Oh, yeah. I, I I tried to exit the car, and the alarm goes, meep, 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 and everybody at Kmart is staring at me, so I just, like, close the door right away and just sit there. Does the alarm turn off when you close the door? After, like, a minute. So why didn't you just run it into her? I don't know. I got scared. <laughs> so I just sat there, like, and I just stared straight ahead because everyone was staring at me. Uh-huh. So I just, like, I, I think I thought if I just looked like a statue, they would think, like, my mom <laughs> bought some fat statue or something. I don't know. Okay. So I just stared straight ahead, and then um, finally the alarm went off, and I just sat there. And finally, after like 20 minutes, my mom, I see her, exits the Kmart, and she stands at the door. She's like, 
Joe, she's like shouting across the parking lot. Joey, my wallet is in my wallet there. I go, yeah, it's right here. And she goes, bring it to me. And I'm like, I can't. And she's like, Joey, bring it to me right now. And I'm like, I cannot bring you the wallet. And she's like, why not? Like, it's just like we're having this whole conversation. So yeah. finally she goes up there. She goes up to the car. And she you should have like, yelled, call me. I know, seriously. I, I, she comes up to the car and she's like, Joey, I don't understand why you couldn't bring me the wallet. And I just handed it to her. I just didn't want to deal with her. Which, by the way, I know she wasn't buying my Christmas present because the other day she goes, do you want to go to your father and I are going to buy tickets to like Disney on ice? Do you want to go? I was like, no. And she goes, Joey, when are you going to get to see your nieces? Your nieces are going to love Disney on ice. You should go. She goes, we're going to buy the ticket. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then she tells me and my brother that's our Christmas present. Because <laughs> she was telling my brother and she goes, my, your father and I want to buy you guys tickets to Disney on ice. And that's your, everybody's Christmas present. And I like, me too. She goes, yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <sighs> well, you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to be on grinder that whole time. Cause my grinder oh, will yeah. fucking blow up Disney on ice. Yeah, all of the the cast will be on it too. Yeah, I'll probably get to like, you know, but I won't get to be with Prince Charming. I'll probably get to be with the big fat fag who plays um the the evil chick from uh, Little Mermaid, Ursula. <laughs> That's who I'll end up with. <laughs> anyway, what ha- So what's going on with you? Um, not too much. So we just had New Year's. Um, and one of my high school friends uh moved to San Francisco recently. Um, I think you and I talked, it's so weird. There was an episode, probably like episode like three or something where we were talking and you said, is there, are there any friends from your like past that you wish you still had contact with? And do you remember me telling you like Amanda, remember this? I, yeah. Like I wish. Well, Amanda she, Hug and Kiss? Yeah. She lives up here and so does my high school friend Bryce. So Bryce, um, he manages properties. So that's kind of like his profession, I guess. Okay. And he he lives in one of them too. And there's one property that Does he, he bug made. himself for the rent? Like he's like, Bryce, yeah. the rent is due. <laughs> like, I know, come on, give me a few days, buddy. I need some time. <laughs> he he sees himself in the hallway and he avoids himself. <laughs> <laughs> the sink breaks and he bugs himself. <laughs> he um so he manages this uh pretty a nice property in the Embarcadero, which, uh, for New Year's, they do, the Embarcadero is like right on the water, uh, by the ferry building, and they do fireworks from the Embarcadero at midnight. So he invited a group of people over to go to the rooftop, uh, and to watch it and to drink and just have a good time. So me and Rod Kyle and a couple of my other friends, we all went to this guy's place, but we go there and I'm, I mean, it's, it's has to be, I mean, it's an unaffordable place. It's like so expensive. Um, it, the building is 23 stories right on the water, beautiful view of the Bay Bridge, like expensive. So I imagine like we're going to get up there and it's going to be an amazing rooftop deck, right? Mm-hmm. Joey, it's not even a patio. He, since he manages the building, he has keys to everything. It is just a roof. It's like, Nothing, right? Like dead pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, I'm serious. It's like air conditioning vents and like. Oh yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> but the view was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get up there. So 
Have you heard of this documentary called Bridegroom? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a gay movie. Um, it's just got put out on Netflix, so a lot of people are watching it. Basically, it's the story of this guy named Shane Cohn and his same-sex partner, Tom Bridegroom. And the, Wait, the, the partner's name is Bridegroom? Yeah, that's his last name. Oh, my God. So Bridegroom is up on a roof, four-story building, falls off of the, the building, and dies. And uh-huh. the documentary is about how this guy who died, his family is, like, ultra-conservative and doesn't like that he's in a same-sex relationship. Mm-hmm. So they basically, like, cut him off. He's not allowed to, like, go to the funeral, and his life's just a living hell. But I, I watched this documentary about this man falling off the roof on New Year's Eve morning. Then I go up onto the 23rd story roof and – You push rock pile off. It's not a, a patio. So the ledge around the roof is about as high as my knees and then it's a straight drop, 23 stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm like nervous because I just saw this guy die. Everybody's up there drinking and having a great time and I'm like – um, like dinging my glass. I'm like, excuse me, everybody. There are a lot of tripping hazards up here. Can we? Why please? does it sound like the beginning of every six feet under episode? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like I was really, people are like drinking. Rod Kyle was drinking. He's like not standing straight. Like he has like the, the swervies, right? He's like going back and forth and he's like getting close to the edge. And I'm like getting so nervous. Um, but the fireworks happened and there's no incidents, but like it really freaked me out. But. That's how on I, six on six feet under it would have been like ding 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 everybody everybody I know we're having a great time here on New Year's Eve but I want to do something really special rock pile don't do this Mike don't you get Mike gets on one knee will you whoa oh and then it's like bring Mike Lawson. No, I think they would – New Year's would happen first. So like it would be – Oh, yeah. As I'm falling, it's like three, two, one, yeah. and then you like pfft, yeah. splat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, like the, like the dropping ball in New York. Yeah. And, and then like, – And then be like, Mike Lawson, what year were you born? 1981. 1981. 2000. Well, what would it say? <laughs> <laughs> I guess 2000 – you know, that could actually be a good one. It could be yeah. like – the noise would be happening three, two, one as the screen came up and it would say 2013 and then it would be like oh, three, yeah. two, one, zero and then it would fade to 2014. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. All right. Sorry. We just wrote it. We bring, if, we gotta, we gotta bring that show back just for that. Yeah. <laughs> would you let a stranger tell no, you up? no, I was just talking to somebody about this, uh, the other day. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I'm not into bondage. That does not excite me at all. I think I was talking to but Richard if, about it. But if the guy was into it. Nope. Never. You were no. like, I will never do that. Well, it would be very boring for me and very comical. You know. Yeah, but that's compromise, Joe. Like, sometimes you have to do things that are kind of boring. This is a story for legendary. This is a, an episode for legendary Joe stories. You know, there was a guy that I met online years ago who uh, one time I was just like really, really mean to him. Right? Yeah. And I don't, for some reason it turned him on. And I was like, Oh, do you like it when I mean to you? And he goes, Yeah, I really like it. And I don't know how the conversation went there, but he goes, uh, we turned into the fact that he had this rape fantasy. Okay. And he wanted me to, um, faux rape him. He goes, All right. Frape. Yeah, frape him. Fake rape. The, Michael Egan knows about that. So <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, 
He goes, all right, here's what you're going to do. Here's the plan. You're going to dress all in black. <laughs> you're going to come to my apartment. My bedroom is on the on the first floor in front of the lawn, right? Yeah. You're going to go up the lawn. You're gonna. I'm going to leave the window open. You're going to slide the window open. You're going to come in and you're going to rape me. Okay. Right? And I was like, no, I don't want. All right. I'm look. I'm just gonna leave my window open, okay? That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave my window open. And I'll be sleeping. So was he from Kentucky? No, he wasn't from Huntington Beach. Oh, oh, because the voice you're doing sounds like Kentucky. But okay, go on. yeah, I'm just gonna leave my window open. So whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna go to sleep. So I remember I was like, ah, oh, fuck, should I do this? Ah, oh, God. Okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I remember I got in my car and the whole time I was like still second guessing myself all the way to Huntington Beach. I park in front of this guy's house. I'm still second guessing myself. I'm what ki- time is it? Oh, this is like 11:30 or midnight by okay. this point. So a Mexican wearing all black yes, is sneaking yes, up to yes, someone's window. Perfect. Yes, yeah. I know. It's just a horrible situation in Huntington Beach. In Huntington Beach, which is so fucking racist, yeah. there. And you're not carrying a, a lawnmower. No, so you're automatically yeah. a 11:30 and I'm dressed in all black. Yeah, and like a ski not a ski cap, but what's the little caps called? Like a like like an old timey burglar wears like that, and <laughs> I'm walking and I go up and down the lawn going like oh I shouldn't do this so finally I go to his window. He must have seen me pull up or something like that. He is doing the worst fake sleep <laughs> I've ever seen. You know the kind where like the hands are in the prayer position. <laughs> yeah, his hands are in the prayer position under his neck, <laughs> and uh-huh. he's like shh. And so, like, I sure enough, I slide the window open, and it's one of those. The window was like just high enough where I had to like hop to get inside. Mm-hmm. So I throw one leg over and I hop to get inside. The bitch had like some sort of table <laughs> right there, right, <laughs> and I crash into the room like ah, and then like everything crashes to the ground. <laughs> this is this is more proof that it's fake. He's like. Yeah, not even noticing that a fat, that wasn't, no, actually it was thin then, a thin Mexican guy just jumped into his room, right? Yeah. So I'm like, get up, I'm raping you. Or, you know, it it sounds so stupid, you know, (laughs) hey, I'm going to rape you, right? (laughs) Rape is not funny, by the way, but. Yeah, for the the record, rape is is not funny. I'm going to, I'm here to rape you by consent, you know? (laughs) By the way, I noticed that he has a knife and duct tape. By the bed, which I do. Oh no, I did duct tape him. I duct taped his mouth. Just sitting next to the bed. Yeah, just oh yeah, a knife and a duct tape. You know how you do when you go to bed at night. <laughs> so I du- I don't use the knife. I use the knife to cut the duct tape, but I okay. duct tape his mouth, and we go at it right. And then yeah. half I'm like, yeah, rape, you know. And <laughs> but then I go, uh, I halfway through I'm like, this is real. It's just once you're done with that, it's just fucking boring sex. Okay. It's just boring sex. So I'm like, you know what? This is kind of stupid. I remember he stopped and he was like, hmm? Because he had a duct tape on. <laughs> and you go, yeah, like, can we just have regular sex? And so. But at that point, what is regular sex? Like, I know. just finish. I know. I just finished. I just finished and I left. But here's the thing. Did you go out the window? No, <laughs> no, I went through the front door. But okay. what's funny is I was creeped out by him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't call him. So like a few days later, he calls me and I answer the phone and I, I guess I didn't see his number or something. And he goes, 
Here's what I want to do now. I'm going to come to your place. You turn off all the lights. And I won't know my way around. And you sneak up from behind and take me. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking sick of your goddamn shit. This is fucking disgusting. I don't know what the fuck's the matter with you. I like lay into him, right? And I go like, and leave me alone. And he goes, that was so hot. <laughs> and I hung up on him. I never saw him again. I will say, I will say, Jonathan knew him from high school. And um, I think people kind of didn't believe my story. Years later, he hooks up with a friend of me and Jonathan. And that friend goes, I believe Joe. He shows this picture that this guy sent to the friend. Yeah. It's his entire body in like tape, except for his penis. Like his, any of the ball in his mouth. And I was like, yeah. Oh, by the way, F- FTR for the record. Huntington Beach Fire Department. Fireman. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but last week when I was still free, I did go to, uh, see the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And we talked about my experience of the show on the live show, right? Yeah. But it wasn't right. included. It was a, a definitely an after dark story. Okay. But what I'm going to tell now is the experience of going to the show. Okay. Okay. Now, so I don't know what's wrong with me. I seriously have mental problems. Is that why do I, I should listen to our own show because why do I constantly agree to go places with Richard? (laughs) Oh, that you just reminded me he called me and I haven't called him back. I know, girl. I've been hearing about this. Yeah. Sorry. He's like, go go ahead. Is Michael, is Mike really busy? I'm like, yeah, he's really busy. Yeah. I'm really busy waiting for you so we can record this stupid show. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he um he goes uh he go he he's the one I his sister bought the tickets to go to RuPaul's Drag Race reunited. And so he got uh, it, and it truly was on my way. It, it was in downtown and so picking up Richard was truly on my way. Okay? Sure. So I I I I, I Tell him I'll pick him up. But then I, I decide like, hey, what the fuck? What? So I go, I, when I get to his house, I go, hey, let's make a deal. Either you drive and then I'll, and you pay for parking, but I'll pay for a lift. We'll park far away. And so we don't deal with the drama and the traffic and I'll pay for the lift to and from or vice versa. So he says, oh, okay. Well, you drive and, and then I'll pay for the lift. Right. So once again, I'm driving and paying for parking. He's going to pay for the lift. And we have an idea of where we want to park. We want to park far away. I don't need to get into the details of downtown Los Angeles. Okay. Um, why do we get to the place where we were going to park? And they were like, Oh, we're going to close early tonight. And I was like, Oh, and Richard's like, okay, let's park somewhere else. And every time I kept pointing places out, he kept going, no, no. Until we were right next to the location. He's like, let's park here. Okay. He didn't pay for shit. So you paid for parking? Yeah. And you drove, Uh, and he uh didn't pay for the lift? No. Well, because you didn't need a lift. No. But did you say, like, oh, we're not going to take a lift? Yes. We got in big fights about this. Because the more expensive... I mean, the closer you got to the venue, the more expensive the parking got. Luckily, we found... A weirdo parking spot lot that was actually pretty cheap. 
right? But yeah. I kept saying, girl, I am not parking in a $20 parking lot, okay? The, the $5 one, like a mile away, and we can do a lift. He got really, he, I could tell he got really upset, right? Oh, here's the other thing too, because he had insisted, this is another weird thing about Richard. He insisted that I pick him up like at four. The thing didn't even start till 630, right? And down, he, can, Mike, can I please tell you he lives, I'm going to be conservative here, five miles away from downtown Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, but five miles in LA could take you a half an hour. We were there by 430. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and by the way, five miles, why didn't you take a lift from his house? It's not, it, it'd be expensive lift ride. We should have though. You're right. So, and just split it. I know he did. He, I know we should have just done that. So anyway, get this. So then the entire time, Mike, it's going to be four 30. He's like tapping his legs and really nervous that we're he's like, I, uh, we're going to be late. And I was like, what were, what childhood wounds did you have? Sure. That you're like paranoid that we're going to be two hours late, you know, early. Right. I, I will say, in fairness to him, they wanted you, they suggested you be in line. There's a line. I paid for tickets and there's a line. Yeah. At five o'clock. But you didn't need to be in line at five o'clock. You had tickets. Right. You know? So then now we're standing in line at five o'clock with a bunch of, you know, the people who would go to a RuPaul's Drag Race finale. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I'm sure it was fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Richard's sister was there with all her friends, that she, her co-workers. Who? And I, Richard's sister, my cousin Natalie. Okay. Yeah. She's four years younger than me, and she's straight. <laughs> and um, she, uh, she, she goes, listen to this. What do we think of this story? So she put the money up front for the tickets, right? So I had cash with me. And I go, I vaguely remember the price. So she handed me my ticket and I go, what, what, what was the ticket price again? I just say to her, was it, uh, how much do I owe you? Like 23, 24? And I go, I have 20, here's 20, so I hand her $23, right? Uh huh. And she goes, oh, I mean, I guess. What? And I go, how much were they? Just tell me. I go, what was the price? Yeah. And she goes, it was 23.35. And I go, all right, here's the extra dollar. But you would have paid 24. That's what's ridiculous about that, I guess. I mean, she saw I had a wallet full of cash. I was Jim, yeah. you know, Diamond Jim, you know, Diamond Jim. Yeah, I was Diamond Jim Brady. Yeah, okay? money bags. Money bags, you know. And I just gave her what she needed. I was like, that was so weird, right? She was, because she got like hurt. She was like, oh, I mean, I guess. Not jokingly? No. Oh, no, she doesn't joke. That's weird. Yeah. So then, so then we go see the show, which, oh, the only thing I'll say about the show is he got a little Mike Lawson-y. Who did? Richard. But for no reason. Like, at least I understand you. Okay, so here's the problem with going to uh, the taping of the RuPaul's Drag Race finale, which... It was long, I bet. Girl. It was over five hours of taping. So they would tape a segment, then they would take, like, a long... 15, 20 minute break to reset everything up, even though they never moved. I don't know why it took so long, right? Yeah. So I would check my phone. Richard would get mad at me. Put your phone away. Why? I don't know. You, was there like, did they say like no cell phones? Well, they didn't want you taking out, they were, they said if you were taking pictures and stuff, they would throw you out. Right. But I was just, I was like doing that thing where like by my leg looking at text messages. Yeah. I, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Like RuPaul's going to stand up and go, excuse me. 
<laughs> Excuse me. You're checking your text messages while we're doing nothing. You have to go. Yeah. Please sashay away. <laughs> so cool. when does that episode air then? Is it airs it, on like, we- Monday. Okay, cool. It airs Wait, on it, Monday. It aired already? No, 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 no. It'll air this Monday. Um, so that's, I mean, we left after that and it was, oh, oh no, they're having one more story. Sorry. The parking lot. How did I forget this part? Girl, listen to this story. So we, it's the parking lot, the reason it's $5 is ev- all the spots are really tight. Uh-huh. And, and you have to back in, right? Okay. So I have a really tight spot to back into and I go, Richard, get out and guide me. He goes, okay. And he gets out, and I can see him in my driver's... <laughs> he charges you for that? I know. I see him in my driver's side mirror. I'm trying to back it. He's looking at his phone and texting. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't even texting. I thought, maybe he's texting his sister. They I go, Richard? And he goes, oh, oh, sorry. And he guides me in. And then I go, uh, what were you doing? He goes, I was looking up Iggy Azalea on Wikipedia. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so that was my experience of going to RuPaul's Drag Race. Sounds awesome. Um, good. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. And I'm glad uh, Richard got there in time and everything. Oh, oh yeah, he was waiting time. That means I was there for over like six hours. Ugh, it was like you had a job for a day. I know, watching <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. That's actually not a bad job. That would be an awesome job. I think for a week. Hey, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Best of Catching Up. Be sure to tune in next time for more of the greatest hits between Mike Lawson and Joe Batanz. I almost said Mike Batanz and Joe Lawson, which is a completely different show. But uh, come back next week to The Best of Catching Up. Long pause there. Deal deal.